I'm super happy. I make it a point to only do things and accept jobs that I can be happy with. And because of that, I can perform at my highest level. Hello and welcome to my dear listeners of Partners in Time. Today I'm talking to Mark Ong, aka Mr. Sabotage. He's a sneaker customizer and a designer from Singapore. What started in his childhood with repairing his skating shoes as well as pimping his sneakers to have unique ones became a successful business. This year, IWC teamed up with him to create something super special, very limited and very, very nice that you don't wear on your feet but maybe on your wrist. Stay tuned and listen to this episode to find out what I'm teasing here. It's super inspiring to listen to Mr. Sabotage, a.k.a. Mark. Have fun with today's episode of Partners in Time. Hello, Mark. How are you? Hi. Uh, this is Mark from Singapore. I'm feeling good. It's 9.30 a.m. right here. So you're in the middle, I'm in the office. In the middle of Singapore. That's <laughs> nice. You're, you're checking mm. in. That's a very official the way you say hello. It's, it's very good. Really? Yeah. You're <laughs> saying, hey, this is Mark calling from Singapore. That's uh, I love yeah. this. That's very good. I've never done a podcast before, but I listened to some. So maybe that's where it's from. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk you through this. Uh, so you're a okay. post podcast virgin over here. Um, where You <laughs> are in downtown Singapore right now. So you, you do live in Singapore. Yes, I, I, I live in uh, Singapore, downtown. What, what exactly downtown? I think it's in the center of, more or less the center of Singapore. Well, if I think of Singapore, I think of that one like building with the three uh, arches and the, the pool on top. And I, I've been there several times because F1 always <laughs> stopped in, in Singapore. I, I worked in F1. And it's always been like, I'm, I'm, I just have dizzy memories Because uh, Formula One always lives in European time when they go to Singapore. So, um, and I flew in from LA, so my brain and body got very much mixed up when when I was uh, in Singapore. <laughs> so we had breakfast at 2 p.m. We had dinner wow. at 3 a.m. And I, it, it was it was weird times, but it's also a very very nice place to live because it's it's super international right and it has grown the last did you grow up in singapore yes i was born and raised in singapore and uh um very very happy to be here very proud to be singaporean and uh yeah you know it's good and you're gonna stay there so there's no need to move to la or to new york or to london or wherever designers go to because uh, uh, you're staying in Singapore. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm staying in Singapore, but I, I travel a lot uh, because of my job. So I've been around the world and uh, I have friends all over the world where I can just call up whenever I visit and we'll have a good time. It's, that's super nice. Just to be clear, so Mark Ong is your real name, but Mr. Sabotage yeah. is how uh, people recognize you because that's your that's as well as your insta handle that's your artist name i would say can you tell me what you do okay so right from the start i was born and raised in singapore yeah and i fell in love with skateboarding when i was eight to nine years old Correct. and fast forward all that i became a sneaker designer slash customizer it was just you know, uh, my passion and um, it became my livelihood. 
as an artist. How big is the skateboarding scene in Singapore? Is it legit existing? It is. It has been uh, pretty active. I mean, we are a small city. We have about six million people, but I don't know how many skaters are there. But now at the skate park, you would see generations of like dads bring dads who are skateboarders <laughs> grow up bringing their kids to, to skate and all that. So it's been around for more than 30 years. And how old are you, if I may ask? Um, I'm f I am 43 this year. And I've been skateboarding for more than 30 years. That's the, and you still do skateboard? <laughs> or so, so how's your kickflip? How's your heel flip? I still skate every single week. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, for the past, I would say, 10 years. And before that, on and off. My kickflip is good. Not my best, but um, my favorite trick is to do is the tray flip. Oh, okay. That's legit. Yeah. So you, you know how to skate. So who's been who's oh, been your idol course. like uh, growing up? Who was the one skater you always looked up to? Oh, there's so many. Um, I remember the first video that I watched. It was by Powell Peralta, and uh, the name of the video is called Bandis. The first skater that came out of the video was uh, Frankie Hill, and um, he created a very deep impression. Another skater I liked was Ray Barbie. I sort of emulate his style of skating, like how smooth he goes. It's, it, the, the focus is not so much on the tricks, but like the poetry in motion. So, <laughs> yeah. It's very interesting because I'm born 81. You're probably born 79 then, right? Yes, so that's correct. We, I was not cool enough for skateboarding. I went with inline skating. So um, I see. Because which, like, I think now we're 40 plus, so we can agree that it's kind of close, but it's not. Back in the days, skateboarders were hating on me, and I do understand <laughs> why. But still, skateboarding heavily in influenced me. Like I was a super fan of Ryan Sheckler, for example. Life of Ryan wow. was a, such a sick show, and uh, that's yes. that's why I, why I live where I live was because of Life of Ryan. I watched that, and I moved to Newport Beach, which is close to San Clemente, where where he's from and where he stayed. But that heavily influenced me. And wow. now I think that the, all the Nijas and stuff, like it's the coolest I've ever seen it, and I'm heavily heavily impressed by the la skateboarding scene and bobby hundreds and stuff like that it's yes. so sick what they do for the culture for clothing for everything for designing for like it's insane how important skateboarding is here in la so so i'm 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 kind of i think in the same boat as you were and still are because as a german I was craving for those videos. I was craving for like yeah. when I was 12, I went to Central Park, New York and, and went to mm. the places where the, the skateboarding films took place. And that was my Mecca. And, and it was, and you used that word straight away. Yeah. It was my passion. And I think a passion. lot of people are struggling to find a passion right now because mm -hmm. everything is available and, and it's a lot of, you know, information is there. But and, and now we're talking about like old people, but back in then it was hard <laughs> to get hands on those films, especially in Singapore, probably, right? It was not around the corner, it was not the internet. You can just click on and you saw the next trick and somebody explaining it. It was an underground scene, right? Yeah. Um there were no there like like you said, there was no internet. And we would for videos to get passed around, 
from our friends or we would just gather at a friend's place to watch the videos and we would like memorize the scene and talk about the scene and you know even like skate magazines and we, we would like go through pages like in detail and like look at the pages for like 10 minutes yeah. and and you know Analyze like look at it. every single yeah. detail yeah. Yeah, yeah totally and then one of the things that's super heavy on skateboarding is shoes and that's where you started right so so was it yeah was it a, a reacting to shoes being broken because a lot of shoes are heavily used while skating and they rip off and parts of it so yeah was that how you started customizing repairing maybe a little bit and then you realized i can make <laughs> this a little bigger or was it a look from the beginning that you wanted to be different how did that start growing up as a skater and when when you start to learn your ollies and stuff you you kind of like beat your shoes up a little very bit more much. when yeah. very much right <laughs> and uh th there will be holes and, and stuff and um i i learned this from like the kids on around my neighborhood and uh they would cut up like bicycle tires like the rubber parts and they just glue and patch up the holes i took it a step further my dad is an artist so i've always been subconsciously drawn to making things like aesthetically pleasing so i didn't use the bicycle tires i cut up a piece of suede and uh, i would color match it i would you know make it nice like i i, I made it my mission to make it nice and the the kids around the neighborhood say hey how do you do it so well and <laughs> I guess that's where I discovered what I was meant to do. That you had a talent in it. Because <laughs> if people like it, there must be something in it, right? Um, I mean, I mean, that was the point where I discovered that I had a, a talent for, for this. Because in, in, it, in early 2000s, there, that's when, before I think sneakers were more of a sporty item, right? Would you agree on that? Yeah, they and were just designed the, for sports. And that changed, right? That changed over the years. I mean, shoes that you bought in the 90s and early 2000s kind of like almost happened to be nice for like urban streetwear, but it wasn't so specific. It wasn't so um, engineered for like streetwear, but it just happened to be nice. It's, it's, it's like an outfit you put together like from, from like different parts and combine it and make, make like your own outfit painting if you will you know you know what i mean totally and it's it's super nice to listen to you doing that because that's the definition of creating you know like it is how <laughs> how surroundings are impacting it a little bit and probably i mean how how did you get your inspiration your father was an artist what what kind of art did he do um my my father was a my parents were nurses by profession okay uh but my dad would paint murals in the house that I grew up in and every wall was painted so nice. yeah and it was like scenery of like places that he visit or he would uh, refer to a postcard and paint a mural like a, a beautiful scene and we I guess he was he wanted like a, a wall that is made out of bricks like a brick wall but We didn't have a brick wall, so he painted bricks <laughs> on the wall. That's nice. <laughs> so that that like that sheer, I mean, drive to create what he wanted to see inspired me to kind of like do the same approach with sneakers. <laughs> it's perfect. It's it's a great story. It's exactly yeah. what it shows. 
And does Singapore inspire you as well? Like the place of Singapore, the culture and, and the background? Because it's a special story of Asia, right? Like it's, it's a special place, yeah. at least what I got to know. It's very special people, very fashionable people too. Like very really? street <laughs> I would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, okay. I do believe it's, or out of my perspective, compared to some parts of Asia, you're you're on mm -hmm. the top of the time, and and it it feels very interested in Western culture as well. Out of my perspective, yeah. I don't know. You you got a you're a Singaporean, so um, walk me through it. Is <laughs> how important was the place of Singapore for your inspiration? When I started my career as a sneaker artist designer, it was the year 2003 and there weren't many people doing what I did and wanting to start like my job as a sneaker artist was kind of absurd. It was kind of crazy. And must, we were one of the... There must be people <laughs> around you say like, what What do you want to do <laughs> like, in the beginning? Right? I know. Like, like, what, what did your parents say? Did they understand? They always wanted me to be a doctor or lawyer uh, growing up, but I became a rebel Huh? Um, because of skateboarding, I, I think the spirit of skateboarding and punk rock like influenced me to approach life in a very independent sense. Uh -huh. And I just rebelled against what my parents want. But at the same time, I, I my dad was artistic as well. So I said, hey, you know, this came from somewhere, right? So you wanted me, but you wanted me to adopt a lawyer, but... You know, you influenced me to be an artist. Yeah. And this is what I was put in this earth to do. And I sort of followed that calling and started my career as an artist. And And I, I didn't really struggle that much in the start because the first shoe I painted, I sold it immediately and I made a profit. And I, I told them, like, yo, look at this, man. I'm, I'm making money. And, I, and since then, I never had a job. I never went out to look for a job before. It's really nice. <laughs> But it's also because you're insanely talented and what you do, I, I have to admit no, that. Like, I mean, I read, I, I kind of tried to read a little bit into it. You were the first one to get an official production collab with Nike in that point, right? I think I was the first Southeast Asian okay. to have a Nike collab and um, probably the first or first handful of sneaker customizers do. I think I was the first sneaker customizer to get a collab with any sneaker brand, at, yeah. but I got Nike, so... <laughs> well, well, what's that after amazing. that? <laughs> I mean, that's the best. <laughs> after that, I did like a lot of other brands and it's it's fun. Uh, um, I, I do a sneaker every year Okay. and yeah, I, I never had to sort of pitch for a job. It Everything sort of like gravitated towards my passion. It's very congratulations to that because that's, oh, a, that's a big, big quality in life. I have to. I want to talk about the name, Mr. Sabotage. Where, why, where did that come from? Explain it to me. <laughs> Funny story. I was in um, design school in Singapore and I wanted to, I, I just learned how to do, use like Photoshop and create graphics and all that stuff. And the first thing I wanted to do was to create my own brand. And believe it or not, the name Sabotage just came up randomly because that was what I was thinking during that time. I, I don't even know why. And after someone hired me to order like a bunch of sneakers, 
I use that name without having a chance to to change it or or to consider like um to rebrand myself. So <laughs> so yeah, fast forward all that it's been it's, it's still been 20 there. years. <laughs> it's still there, yeah. It's still there. Yeah, that's good. And it's bigger than ever as as we talk, right? No, I I want to back up a little bit. So I joined a custom sneaker competition online and I used the name Sabotage. When when was this? To brand. Uh this was in 2002. Okay, so very beginning. Yeah, the very beginning. 2002, 2003, um I entered a competition online. I submitted my design and I branded my design under the name Sabotage. And there was a right after that. I I mean I won first prize and right after that, like the next week, a a retailer from Tokyo contacted me and ordered like a bunch of shoes like 72 pairs from me and they said we want sabotage i'm like okay so that means i don't have a chance to change the name no <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> it's funny right yeah totally but, but i mean yeah. it works I, i like it and the whole i mean there's a repetitive pattern that that stands out right with the camouflage stuff and everything I think it yeah. fits super well, like out of my perspective. But that's maybe I'm following you for, for quite some time, so so I know all okay. the stuff you do. So thank you. Um, it is uh, it's really really good, and I think it's a, it's a perfect match the the name to what you do. So it does fit. So, however, we are talking about like this is still an IWC podcast. So mm, two things yeah. I want to know: Are you wearing an IWC right now? What's on your wrist? I am wearing a Big Pilot, forty-three millimeters. Which color? And uh, black. Okay, nice. Yeah, I really like. Yes, that. but yeah. um, what's happening with IWC? What are you doing? Because because there is something I know. I've seen a little bit even because I'm sometimes okay. in, I'm in Schaffhausen and <laughs> there's stuff on the walls uh-huh. in the secret. I'm not allowed to talk about it, but maybe <laughs> I've seen some stuff. But can you walk me through that? How do you, like, there's something coming up. How did that happen? What happened? Like, why is there an IWC meeting Mr. Sabotage or Mr. Sabotage meeting IWC? And, and what is it going to be? <laughs> talk me through it. Okay, so I think it was about oh, a little over a year ago, I got contacted by IWC And they approached me to see if I was interested to do a to be a friend of the brand and have conversations about potentially working on a design with IWC. And I I went for the meeting and uh, I spoke to Cindy and it was really really good vibes. And I didn't I didn't have like a watch contract with any other brand at the moment and IWC is huge and <laughs> it was such an honor and um, I looked through pilot watches and you know how how they are see whether I synergize with their aesthetics and stuff and everything sort of of uh, resonates and like soon after I was making shoes for Chris Granger we chatted on um, Instagram and all and say wow this this is great like this this company is really like friendly and I only got like good vibes did you meet Christian Knob of course yeah, because he's super nice so, too right <laughs> I really like him a lot I met him in I made shoes for him he he has a size 16 yeah that's what I'm saying uh, like that's shoes. the biggest that's probably the biggest design you ever made <laughs> yeah so I I made shoes for Kobe Bryant He's a size 14. 
And but Christian Knob is bigger than that. Right? Christian Knob is a size 16. <laughs> uh, he's tall. He's, he's super tall. tall. He's insanely tall. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's yeah. He's, he's super nice guy. We had lunch in uh, Schaffhausen, and I, I enjoyed my time. He. He introduced me to his team. I went to the headquarters and, and stuff. We had a good time. So me and Christian, we 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 were working on a strap together. And uh, we are going to present it sometime this month in Singapore and online. So it's going to be a global launch. I'm super excited about this. Me too. I'm Because uh, the problem is it's very hard to get. Is it limited? Or is it? Is I it, think it's, it's very limited. Hard. Yeah. I think it, yeah, it's going to be launched online. So. Um, first come, first serve. Oh no! Can you reserve me one? Just think. <laughs> and what what color? Like, because uh, <laughs> I really like their color scheme and everything with the Pantone colors and everything. Is there? Is it following one color? Because I have the Mojave, so I'm now hoping that it has something to do with Mojave, or or is it a different color? What what kind no, of color it, is it? I think uh, we we explored different colors and we kind of arrived at it matching the. Uh, woodland oh, the green the dark green super nice i think the tones would match a mojave as well i haven't tried it but i'm i'm pretty curious it's I, kind I of a mix and match it's probably yeah it's gonna be because is there some camouflage in it it is camouflage okay <laughs> yeah it is my my signature x-ray tiger camouflage that i have been painting on my sneakers for the last 20 years and uh right now it's such a celebration to be able to apply that pattern onto a IWC strapped. How weird is it going to be that it's not on shoes but on wrists? Like it's, it's <laughs> similar but it's same same but different, right? So I, that's going to be interesting to see that, right? I think so. But um, when when we design the the way I approach uh, sneaker design is I don't want a graphic to be too interfering or like jarring on on any of the products that i design and same approach for the watch strap so it's quite organic i would say so my approach is sort of like skinning the panels on the sneaker and okay, i use and that what kind of material is it Are it's leather okay yeah it's it's like really 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 premium leather the finishing is so so beautiful are you wearing it I'm, right I'm, now? Did you put it on your? I'm not wearing on your. I'm not suit. wearing it right now. I'm still waiting for my official strap to arrive. Okay. I think it should come this this week. But I do have the sample. I do have the sample. Uh, I I've been wearing it secretly for a few months without being photographed in it because we can't tell anybody <laughs> before it releases, right? Totally. Yeah. But congrats to that. That's gonna be a nice. Thank it's you a so little much. Birthday, I feel so blessed. Like a little present that's coming around when the final. Yeah. That must be so cool that, that this yeah. will arrive. That's going to be nice. Super I, excited. I could talk for hours, but I uh, we got to wrap it up <laughs> at one point. I'm, I have a couple sure. of questions that are uh, re, like I'm, I'm asking every person I'm meeting here. And it's very interesting. Once again, like you, I feel your passion. Like when you talk about what you do. It's super inspiring, and it's it's kind of a thing that I'm learning about a lot of people that I talk to, a lot of people of the IWC family and the people they kind of contact to do collabs and the, the people they work with. And it is Christian, both Christians, Knob and Chris Granger. Um, like it is impressive 
how they changed IWC in the last five, six, seven years out of my perspective and how cool it is today. It's For me, it's super impressive. Um, yeah. But uh, enough of the compliments. Um, I want to know, <laughs> like, because one of the things that we all struggle is time at the end. Like, everybody, everybody needs more time, you know? So... If I would give you an extra hour of time, and I'm, I have a guess, but I'm not going to say it out loud. But if you have an extra hour every day, what would you use it for? Just wow. given as a present, and you're, you can do whatever you want with it. That's so interesting. An extra hour as a present. Wow. Is it a um, present? That's the first question. Do you want an extra hour? <laughs> Do I want? I, I'll take it. You know, there's a saying that um, no amount of money has ever bought a second of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that would be the most valuable thing to ever give to anybody. I would use it to work out. Skateboard? I don't know. Like maybe, maybe skate. Maybe I'll do, I'll do, I'll spend that extra hour doing whatever that I love to do. Anything besides scrolling on Instagram, I guess. Something valuable. Spend yeah. spend time with my cat together with my wife and just wind down and like decompress and okay. um, debrief, talk about the day, talk about what we want to achieve the next day, that sort of thing. But it is kind of like, honestly, congratulations that you're living a life that you don't have to chase jobs and you can follow your passion. You can create and still you're excited about projects that you that you create it feels like it at least it's you're at a good place you're happy right oh i'm super happy yeah i make it a point to do things only only do things and accept jobs that i can be happy with and and because of that i can perform at my highest level it's very very good that's your key <laughs> to success i'm always my yeah. name is ripke in german but in uh, in the us people say ripke and I always Ripkey, rip and I think I, one day I want to write a book. My Ripkeys to success, ninety nine things rip. I learned from people. <laughs> <laughs> you know Ripkeys, Ripkey to success. Rip Fourteen. I worked five years in F one, and uh, after I stopped with with Mercedes, and I asked Toto Wolf, a very close friend of of IWC as well, what's been the best thing about me working with him and everything, and with Bradley Lord, and like it's been the comms team of the Formula One team. So, and I expected, because we did a couple of very pioneer news things. We created new stories in a way that haven't been done before. We portrayed different angles, the, the media we created. I took videos and photos and stuff. But he answered that you were on time every single day. And I was, first I was wow. disappointed, but then I kind of felt like, okay, it's kind of a compliment too, because like a rip key to success number seven is be on time just be, be on, on time. time yeah it's very very important <laughs> In that's amazing that you're on time i would like to i would like to meet you because i value that punctuality so much come around whenever you are in la we we can hang and i show you my neighborhood or when i'm maybe you show me your most favorite restaurant in singapore because i really like yes. to eat i'm a big uh, eating guy what's your favorite dish in singapore we went to like a street market and it was all uh, it was indian food that was ah, the best okay. i've had worldwide in singapore has to wow. do also with the because 
the F1 team was British or still is British and all the engineers, mm -hmm. they're kind of nerdy. So uh, like they are really clever, but very nerdy people and they all love curry. And they had such good restaurants, like street market style. That was one thing. Yes. And then the second thing, there's, is it a Nobu or a Zuma in, in the, like close to the racetrack where there was like a very, very good restaurant, like Japanese, higher end Japanese. My I, casa. See, I see. I like that a lot, to be honest. But once again, like traveling with F1, you're not really getting to know local people. So I'm ready to That's come true. back. And I, I want I want you to show me one place at least because I'm sure okay. that, will, that will be yeah. better than the British people telling me what to see in Singapore. I'll take you around. Yeah, you, you can be on your rollerblades <laughs> and I'll be skating. And, and we'll do like a street tour and, uh, you know, We do an episode, yeah. a Ripke's visit, <laughs> culinary visit or for street food in Singapore uh, on wheels. Yeah, on wheels. Street food on, <laughs> on wheels. On wheels. Street food on wheels. Ripke's, sabotage, street food on wheels. Yeah, that's, that's really, like we, we can make that. We, I want to yeah. make that. That's exactly what I want to make. That, ah. that oh. will be our collaboration. <laughs> Here we are. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. I could talk for hours. It was super inspiring. Like, it's really inspiring the way you talk. And it's super inspiring to see that this path worked. And honestly, also, thanks to your dad to paint those walls. Because I, know. I do believe that that opened up your mind to what's possible. You know, like, it's, it's very impressive. Super nice. Thank you. I could talk for hours, but we got to wrap it up over here. Thanks for taking okay. the time. Um, and I'm, I'm going to book my flights now. I'm on my way to Wheels uh, in Singapore. Ripkey Sabotage. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you very much for talking to me. Thanks, Paul. It's nice. been a real pleasure. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Bye.